Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Our uh, message series that we're in today uh, is called The Only Constant, and we just started it last week. So if you weren't here last week or uh, don't quite remember, you can always catch up on uh, on the podcast or on the YouTube channel. Um, we started talking about the only constant that we all have in our lives is change. Change is something that we constantly have to deal with, but simultaneously it's this odd concept that can, for many of us, if not all of us, depending on the situation, the season of life, can be very, very challenging and things that we avoid. You know, if you think about your daily commute to work or your daily routine, your morning routine, your evening routine, you're not looking to change things up. They call it Taco Tuesday for a reason. No one's making tacos on Wednesday, right? You're not looking for change in your life. Now, there are some times and some situations, different parts of our life, where we are looking for change. We do want change in our life, but that's not the kind of change that I'm going to be talking about today, and maybe not the kind of change that we're going to be digging into in this particular series. I'm talking about the kind of change that we're not always ready for. So last week when we started the series, I talked about this idea of maybe you and I can start to embrace change, or at least embrace the idea of embracing change. Maybe making room for new things to happen, making room in our life, in our faith, for God to do new things. And that means we have to be ready to embrace change, to at least acknowledge the change that comes into our life. Well, today what I want to do is dig into what it looks like for you and I to navigate through change. So for today, we're going to be thinking about, here's what I want you to be thinking about is, what is a change in your life that you recently had to make your way through, you recently had to navigate? A particular change in your, uh, maybe one of your relationships, uh, uh, something happened at work, maybe your kids are growing older, they're getting a little bit meaner, I don't know why it happens that way, but it really does. When I was a kid, my parents used to tell me, no one can hurt your feelings like your kids. And I was like, you think I hurt your feelings now? Wait, just get ready. So I want to talk about what it's like to navigate change in our life, what it's like to navigate change in our faith. And so I got to thinking about this this week, and there's a few different times in my life, and maybe you can relate to these, maybe not, where I have navigated through change. One of them was unsuccessfully, and one of them is maybe somewhat successful. I can tell you this is something that we all dealt with. Talk about the only constant. This is something that we all dealt with a few years ago when the whole COVID and pandemic and everything else. I learned that I did not handle that change well. It seemed like everyone else was really enjoying working from home and thriving in their house. And every morning when I woke up, I was like, I hate this house. I hate this house. I need to get out of here. I need to do something else. I need to be around people. And I did not handle that change well. Anybody else have a hard time just being at home all the time? Okay. Anybody love it? Yeah, Amber, my wife, she was one of the ones that was like, oh, loved it. 
That was a dream come true, home all the time. And then there was another thing that I thought through. I would say, maybe you can, you, you know, you relate to that and, you know, you had a hard time being at home. Maybe you, even if you had a good time being at home, maybe you didn't handle, navigate that change well. Maybe you did. There's something that I've learned to navigate when it comes to change fairly well. My wife, if you don't know her, she, uh, she has a job that is, sometimes can be demanding. Sometimes it's pretty easy breezy. And what she'll do is she's really good at her job. I, I didn't get her permission to talk about any of this, so it's all good, promise. Not the stuff I usually say about her when she's not here. <laughs> so what she'll do is every now and then she'll get a new job or a new role, right? There's a new role in the company or she made herself a job there or there's a new uh, spot she's going to step into, whatever it happens to be. And I know because of the change that's happened before that in a new position, a new job, and not just for Amber, let's say for you, you and I are friends, I hope, uh, you and I are friends, and you get a new job, there's a certain part of me that knows you're going to be very busy in this particular job, in this role, for about the next four to six months. So when that change comes, in my household at least, in our family dynamic, when that change comes and uh, Amber has a new job or I'm, doing, I'm taking on a new project, we both know that for about four to six months, there will be some maybe working uh, at night, maybe some stuff on the computer while we're watching a movie at night, some extra things that we're going to do on the weekend, some extra hours here in the office. That's just something that we're ready for. And so when it comes to that change, it can make it a little bit easier to navigate that change. What makes it easier to navigate that change is because we know what to expect. Because we know that there's a process. In this particular example, okay, try to hang with me here. In this particular example, we know that there is a process, and we're going to trust that within that time frame, whoever has the new project or the new job or the new role will find a rhythm and will get back to a normal daily or weekly rhythm. We know that's going to happen. So it makes navigating that change even easier because we know that it's going to happen along the way. Now, I know that not every change in our life can be as predictable as that. Not every change in our life can be, uh, can be as smooth as that or we can put timelines to. And when it comes to big changes in our life, tell me, tell me if you've ever asked yourself this question or maybe wondered this question or prayed this particular question. When it comes to a big change in, in our life that we're, that we're not quite ready for, or even if we are a little bit ready for it, there's these big things that happen. And we ask ourselves, here's the question is, what am I going to do? I have this big change in my life, these big decisions I need to make. What am I going to do? And that question, I believe, in my opinion, at least in my life and the experiences I've had, that question of what am I going to do creates and stirs up and sustains worry. It creates, stirs up, and sustains anxieties. These things that this what am I going to do starts to occupy our brain. Because the what am I going to do, the answer is never quite clear. And in many times, in many changes, in many situations, what you're going to do, what you should do, there's multiple options which can even raise the worry, anxieties even more. 
What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? What should I do? These are the questions that create worry in us. And they're valid questions, especially when it comes to bigger changes we're having to navigate. And it gets even more complicated, right? The, the, the stakes are even higher when the change that we're dealing with is not just what a decision we need to make, right? But it, it's a decision we need to make as a family or, or as a group or, or all of us at work or, 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 or your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. When multiple people are involved, it changes the dynamic of how we approach that change, how we navigate that change. So there's a couple of verses I want to look at today. And these verses I chose intentionally for how they approach our way of thinking or how we approach change in our life. Because if you're anything like me, and you may not be, if you're anything like me when it comes to those changes and some of the first questions that come up, at least for me, and maybe you're the same, is, you know, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? This change, is, this change is coming up. What am I supposed to do? And rarely, when it comes to specific changes going on in our life, rarely can the Bible tell you specifically what to do in your exact situation. Right. Every now and then you might look out and you, you're happen to, you know, you're doing something that Jesus specifically talked about. You're hungry and there is fish and bread in your house. You're like problem solved. That's a reference to a miracle. You can look it up. But what about the changes that we need to navigate that we're not quite ready for? the ones that are difficult, the ones that are complicated, what are we supposed to do? And when it comes to church, I, I don't know every, every now and then if you feel this way, but sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll go to a church or I'll go listen to a message online or a sermon online and, and I'm, I'm really looking for an answer. Sometimes I'll even look, I'll go to YouTube, but I'll look up, you know, a particular message or a sermon about this one thing I want to know about and I'm looking for an answer and it's not unnatural to want answers, right? It's not unnatural to want specific direction for whatever we're dealing with in our life, whatever we're dealing with in our faith. It's very natural. It's the most normal thing in the world to want direction, to want answers. But most of the time, when it comes to change that you and I are dealing with in our life, we're not going to find those exact answers, at least not in the way that we're hoping to find them. So, okay, that leads me to the two verses I want to get into today. The first one is 2 Timothy verse 1, or sorry, chapter 1, verse 7. You might be familiar with this. This is somewhat of a popular scripture, if you happen to have read scripture before or, or the Bible before. In the New Living Translation, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says this, For God has not given you has not, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Very simple, very straightforward, and very vague. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I love this particular verse because I love, I, I love when God reminds us and when the Bible reminds us and when these teachings remind us of how empowered we are as God's children, right? It's one thing to just, if it was like, your role is to sit here and just keep praying until something happens. Just stay put. Don't do anything. Keep praying. Keep talking to God and wait and just keep on waiting and don't do anything. 
Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, there's something wrong with waiting on God, but what I am saying is that we are an empowered people. We are an empowered group of people that God has empowered with power and love and self-discipline. Another, another translation says power, love, and self-control. That means at some point in our faith, at some points in our journey, at some points in these changes that we deal with on a week-to-week, month-to-month, or year-to-year basis, in these changes, we are empowered to practice self-control. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Because it's one thing for me to tell you that you're empowered with self-control. It's another thing to say, okay, well, how am I going to apply that into this change that I'm dealing with? The whole point is I don't know what to do. The whole point, the whole problem I'm having with this change is that I don't know what to do. So a lot of good self-discipline, self-control is going to do, do me if I don't know what to do. And at the end of this message, I am not going to tell you what to do. That's not the point, if there, ever, if there ever is one. Another verse I want to look at is 1 Peter 5.7. This is a very, very short verse, and this one might be familiar to you as well. And again, I, I mentioned earlier that I chose these particular verses, these two verses, because of how vague they are. Because they don't tell us exactly what to do, but they're more of a reminder of how empowered we are. So I want to look at uh, verse, uh, this is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Let me make sure that's what it says. Is it? Nailed it. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Now, another translation says, give all of your anxieties to God, for he cares about you. And wouldn't it be so nice? Wouldn't it be so easy? When I was young, when I was a little kid, my, uh, my mom's mom, I called her little grandma. For whatever reason, when I was growing up, my, my mom's parents were little grandma and little grandpa, and my dad's parents were big grandma and big grandpa. And it just happened that way, and it, still, it stayed that way. So my mom's mom, my little grandma, she, whenever we would go visit, she was just a tiny little woman, just like this, little. Whenever we would go visit, you know, they would feed us so much food, let us do whatever we want play, have fun, games, whatever. And then every time time we would leave, I don't know if I've told you all this story before, when we would leave, my grandma, she would say, Hito, be good so they won't get mad at you. And I was like, that is such a great philosophy, and it never works. (laughs) If only it were that easy (laughs) to keep my parents from being mad at me. Just be good so they won't get mad at you. So much filled in that one little thing. It reminds me of this. It's like, just give all your worries and cares and anxieties to God. And we're all like, oh, okay, just that easy? (laughs) Just walk up to God and say, here they are. I'd like to burden you with these now. But it is. At least that's the goal. That's the challenge. That's the hope. As these things that are bothering us, It's not about getting rid of them. It is about sharing them with a God who wants to take them on with you and for you. 
Now, if you keep reading this verse over and over and over again, does that mean your anxiety is going to be gone? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the change that you deal with in your life. Maybe the change that you're going through right now. And you're asking yourself, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? What should I do? And when it comes to whatever kind of change it is, here's a few things that I know that you can do during this change as you're navigating this change. One, you can trust yourself because we read in 1 Timothy that God, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. We read in 2 Timothy that God has given you a spirit of power, love, and self-control so you can trust what you're doing during the midst of that change. Why? Because God trusts you. Who are you to not trust yourself if God trusts you, if God has empowered you? Not only are you empowered, watch this, now you have a resource for all the worries and cares and anxieties that you bring when change comes. And I I know I bring a lot of this, what am I supposed to do? What should I do? I wonder what I'm going to do. You have a resource to say, okay, when I start to worry, when I start to have these anxieties about what am I supposed to do, because change, it's, it's happening now, and I know change is going to happen in the future. It is the only constant in our life, especially if we are people who are growing in our faith, right? If you are people who are growing in your faith, if you're a person who is growing yourself personally, mentally, physically, emotionally, if you are growing, then you will face change, even if you're not growing, you're going to face change, and that's where it's incredibly difficult. There's a few things I wrote down that I want to share with you, okay? The first one is this. Do what you can. Trust what you can't. Do what you can and trust what you can't. Here's what I mean by that. Is there are things that you can do. Remember, you have the spirit of self-control, the spirit of self-discipline. There are things that you can do, and there are things that you cannot. And that is where we have the opportunity to trust God. I wonder if for you, navigating change is going to start with you choosing to trust God. Choosing to trust your faith. Choosing to trust the work that you have already put in to your faith. Choosing to trust, I know I can't do this, this, and this, but I know that change, I've faced change before, and I'll face change again, and this particular change is not going to shake my faith, it's not going to shake who I am, I'm not going to let it stop me from continuing to grow, so I will do what I can and trust God for what I can't. Next thing I want to share with you is this. Practicing trust is the compass that navigates us through the change. That's what I want for you. I I want you to practice trust. Sometimes when it comes to uh, religion and, and, and the things that we talk about, the words that we use when it comes to our faith, it can seem very on or off. Right? It could seem very black or white. You either trust God or you don't. And at least in my faith, in my life, what I have found is that, pra- that, that trusting God has become a practice. Some days I'm very good at it. Some days I'm terrible at it. Some days you probably wouldn't even know I believe in God with how much I'm trying to control in my life. Anybody controlling out there? Don't raise your hand. I mean, just point to the one that you know is controlling. I'm just kidding. 
Next thing I want you to, uh, to remember is this. Trusting God builds resilience in our life, in our faith, in our marriage, in our parenting. Trusting God builds resilience. But our desire to control builds resistance. We become resistant to change the more we try to control our environment. We become resilient to change the more we trust God through navigating the change. See, because we can wonder over and over again every day, multiple times a day, multiple times an hour. And if you're anything like me, a little bit of an overthinker, you can drive yourself crazy wondering what you're going to do. And I think what's most dangerous about that, and maybe dangerous is a little overdramatic word for, for that, what's dangerous about being in a constant state of wondering what you're going to do because of whatever change that you're in, if we're stuck wondering what we're going to do, here's, here's what happens. If we're stuck wondering, then we never quite get there. If we're stuck wondering what we're going to do, then change is continuing to happen to us. And nothing ever good happens when things just happen to us. But like we talked about last week, you and I are going to be people who embrace change. We're ready for change. Maybe we don't know the exact change. We don't know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with the situation that we're in. But we're going to choose to not let ourselves be stuck in this state of mind where we perpetually are wondering what will happen. Where we're continuously wondering, what am I going to do? So instead, instead of, instead of saying, what am I going to do? Instead of wasting our energy, instead of wasting our energy and our time on what am I going to do, here's what I want for you. Instead of saying, what am I going to do, I want you to decide what you're going to do today. Just today. I don't know how the change is going to turn out for me, that this, whatever change I'm dealing with. I, I don't know the change that's, gonna, that's affecting you in your life, your marriage, your parenting at your job. But I do know that we have been given the spirit of self-discipline, the spirit of self-control, and you and I can decide what we're going to do today. We can't decide exactly how the change is going to turn out at the end, but you and I can decide what we're going to do today. You and I can decide how we're going to handle this today. Maybe you're, if you have children or have known children, as children grow and they grow up, get older, how they approach life changes. That's like a constant crash course in dealing with change, being a parent or being an aunt or uncle is kind of dealing with an understanding with someone as they change. And maybe you can't figure out what the rest of the year is going to look like for your kid, but you can decide how you're going to talk to your kid today. That's what you're empowered to do. And when it comes to our faith, I feel like that is something that is so unique, in my opinion, about the Christian faith is that we are empowered by a God who loves us and sees us. 
And as we just, you know, that, that, that song we just sang, that last song we sang that the band did for us, is God doesn't want any more than that. God doesn't need any more than that. It's a unique faith and it's a powerful idea to know and to see that God needs you to be exactly who you are right now and nothing more. Come on, find a little bit of peace in that. Can we find a little bit of peace in that, that God wants us to be exactly who we are and where we are in the moment? Not frustrated with us because we're not farther along, right? Not disappointed because we haven't done more but filled with love and satisfaction because of who we are. And I say that to say, I say that because I want you to walk out of here empowered to own your faith, empowered to face whatever change is going on in your life, to not avoid it. We're not going to avoid it. We're not going to avoid change. Avoiding change doesn't help us grow. Avoiding change builds more resistance to change. But we want to be people who are resilient. And the way that we're going to be resilient is we're going to trust God. We're going to trust God to be who he said he was going to be. We're going to trust God that when we come to him with our worries, with our anxieties, with all the things that we care about, that he will be there for us because he cares for us. So we're going to trust God to do what he said he's going to do. And then we're going to trust God us because God trusts us. And so maybe we can wonder what we need to do. We can wonder what we're supposed to do. But instead of that, instead of taking the time and energy to wonder what we should do, let's decide what we're going to do today. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for you this morning. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you as well. Because I don't know the details of the changes that you're facing. I don't know the details of what's going on in your life. But I want to challenge you today to trust God, to trust you, and to decide today what you're going to do. That at least for today, you can bring back your anxieties and worries tomorrow if you want. But for today, the challenge for you today is to not wonder what you're going to do in this change that you're facing, but decide what you're going to do today. And if you can take that challenge, if you, can, if you can say, Dom, yeah, I'll take that challenge at least for today, then on the count of three, I want you to put your hands up. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you want to take that challenge, on the count of three, put your hand up. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put it up real quick. Okay, put it down. That challenge is for you. It's for your faith. I want you to own your faith. I want you to take steps in your faith. And what I see when I read the Bibles, I see a God that wants you to own your faith as well. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for today. Grateful for the changes that we're able to face because we don't have to face them alone. We can face them with trust in ourselves because of who you said we are. And we can face them with trust in you because of who you said we are. We choose to trust. We choose to practice trust. God, we thank you for the spirit of power and love and self-control that you've given us and that you've given us a resource in yourself to bring our cares, our worries, and our anxieties. We love you, God, and we pray that in your name. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.